Hello. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to Drinks and Dystopia podcast, a podcast of important predictions. <sighs> it's not. These aren't predictions. <laughs> this, is, this is not going to happen. You... None of the things we discussed. All right, maybe the, the meteor one, that could happen. Yeah. Frost Planet one. Oh, maybe that one could happen. But that doesn't mean that You're it's... You're welcome. <laughs> How are you today? All right. Yeah. I'm really good. We're going on holiday soon. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, this is the last podcast before we go on holiday, isn't it? Yeah, and which is the reason that we actually missed last week because we've been really busy trying to organise everything, and uh, and we were also good excuse. Well done. We were also very hungover from work Christmas parties. And yeah. the idea of drinking and having thoughts was too tough. Oh. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you were busy drinking. Too busy the drinking. idea of a hangover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking about all that drink made me thirsty, so I had to drink some more. Okay, so backtrack corner. So we had an email from a listener. Yeah. Yeah, I think he pronounced his name. Craig Vincent. Craig Vincent. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's how I feel I like it's a Armenian name, maybe? Possibly, possibly. <laughs> Uzbekistani, perhaps. Definitely not my brother. No. No. That would be crazy. But he pointed out a very important thing. He pointed out in the episode where we discussed if a meteor hit the world that we said there'd be two teams, Team Spaceship and Team Blow Up Meteor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't remember that. Blow Up Meteor. And he said we missed the important third team, which would be Team Mole People. You're right. That is a very important point. That is, a, that is a, of enormous importance that we would all become mole people and live underground. <laughs> but it's so important that almost every film about meteors has that in it and we still didn't think about it. Well, true. But I suppose in my mind's eye, this meteor was like the size of the moon and it's going to hit the earth and the earth is going to be obliterated. So digging a hole wasn't going to help. I know, you know but what, I mean? what if team blow up meteor Yeah. only blew up half of it? Yeah, we need catchy names, but yeah. <laughs> but if only it blew up enough that wouldn't destroy the world, then mole people would have been... Yeah, the mole people would be an option, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and they'd be ready for the cold planet. But you know what? Somebody, oh, who was it? I think it was my brother, told us what the difference between a comet and a meteor is. And I didn't Go have on. to Google anything and I found that out. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It only took however long it took for us to make the podcast, edit it, put it up, him to listen to it for him to respond so it was what maybe only a week yeah. between asking the question and finding the answer so I lived like take an, that Google it's like an emperor that's how emperors would have lived in the day they would have oh. just said things and then later found out the answer from a minion so what is technically <laughs> the difference between a comet and a meteor I think I know already but go on you don't you've forgotten <laughs> Jesus alright no 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 I got, it, I got it one of them is only called that when it enters Earth's atmosphere yeah, I assume. So I think a meteor enters Earth's atmosphere, but yeah, a comet never a comet does. Doesn't, yeah. Which makes sense because Halley's comet. So that's where you have meteorites and stuff in yeah. the UK. You're like, oh look, we got some meteorite, but you don't have a comet. How come a meteorite is is not considered more precious than a diamond? It should be really. Yeah, I don't understand why a diamond, which we have loads of in in mines, but then you're like, this is actually a piece of rock from another part of the universe from space. Yeah. Everything's better from space. That's true. Think of something worse from space. Aliens. Well, that's mean. 
to all our alien overlords that are about to come. I, yeah. He does not speak for us both. <laughs> no, he doesn't. I, for one, welcome our alien overlords. <laughs> Is that a Simpsons reference? I think it might be. <laughs> um, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking a bit of homebrew, uh, a honey bison. I'm drinking. That's right. Lee made a honey bison beer at home. I know. It sounds a lot more grandiose than it actually is. Um, it tastes all right. You know, it smells more honey than flavor. That's not a sentence. It smells more like honey than it tastes. But it's, it's pretty delicious. good. It's pretty good. You might have to start selling these. As pro- We're giving out um, as prizes. We'll send them to whoever. No one would want to buy this. Oh, you would, guys. It's really good. He's very... Um, but then again, maybe you shouldn't take my opinion. Because what I'm drinking is just a bottle that just says... Rose on it. Yeah, it literally does just say rose. Although it's got, it does have the little. It does have a hyphen. Yeah, rose. so it is. It does have no the brand accent, name. So it is rose. No but brand it literally, name. Yeah, it just says rose. There was a rose. joke on the on the IT crowd the other day, which was like, I've never had a bottle which just says white wine on it. You know, and it, that was the whole joke. You literally are drinking out of a bottle that just says rose. Brilliant, brilliant. So you can definitely take my opinion on these homebrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's got a very refined palate. Hmm. Okay, so this week's question. Oh, I mean, I'm interested. What's it going to be? I'm excited about this one. This yeah. is not. It's not. This is just our mini question. We need a name for these little mini questions beforehand. How about mini questions? Yeah, that's a great one. Great mini questions. Nailed so, it. <laughs> so, if you could eat or drink anything from any sci-fi world, yeah. Well, is there anything you wanted? You've always wanted to drink or eat that you've seen in a film, hmm. or, or animation. I'll take animations. Too. I've got a feeling. I know that I think I think you have. I have many. Yeah, because I think can I say that I think I think you've been, always been very keen on butter beer. Isn't that a thing from Harry Potter? Well, I do actually want to try one, but I'm very wary of trying one in the actual Harry Potter world because what if it doesn't taste how I imagine in my head? So, what do you imagine in your head that it tastes like? In my head, I kind of imagine it like a hot caramel milkshake. Oh, okay. Well, considering the kids drink it. It's got to be something like that, hasn't it? Yeah. It's got to be sweet. I did, uh, when we were in Indonesia, I had a coffee with butter in it, and that was really good. So maybe it's a bit like that. Yeah. So it could be really good. That's the most hipster drink in the world, isn't it? Coffee with coffee butter. Coffee with butter in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Butter mm. beer would be good, but there's so many other ones. If you took if grey stuff, it's delicious. What's that a reference for? I don't know. I want to try the grey stuff. Apparently it's delicious. What is this? I'm just going to keep saying it at you. Yeah, no, I'm Try not the grey get... stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this reference. Is it was oh, it Futurama, I mean, Simpsons? Try the grey stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. They can. Oh, sing. hang on. This is the monorail song, they isn't it, dance. from Simpson? Oh, it's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Oh, okay. And in the song he says, "Try the grey stuff. It's delicious." I think I've established that now. Right, okay. I'm cut all that. You want the grey stuff? It's delicious! <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I can tell you right now, I can't think of anything oh, from so fantasy. Anything that I'm like, God, that sounds really tasty. Any Ghibli Ghibli film, the food that they eat always looks amazing. Really? Alice in Wonderland, that bread and butter that she has, that looks really good. Anything from on Star Trek that they eat. Uh, a couple of the Star Trek drinks. I think there's like a Romulan or a Klingon drink that's mm. supposed to be, you know, you take a sip of it and it, it basically liquidates your brain. That sounds <laughs> that sounded pretty good. 
Uh, <laughs> you went straight to alcohol, though. Oh, yeah, of course. It's because, yeah, they talk about it in the What about the ale? Oh, we've tried it. I was going to say the ale from Lord of the Rings, but we've had it. In yeah, New- we did it. We are. Yeah, that's true. We tried it in New Zealand. We did indeed. And it was all I dreamed it would be. Yeah, it tasted like delicious beer. Yeah. So. What about the potatoes? <laughs> I mean, what, you can you can boil them. You can mash them. Can you stick them in a stew? You can. You oh, can right. stick them in a stew. Yeah. So they're perfect. I'll take that. <laughs> New world rule. Go on. I'm intrigued. Okay. So, this is some setup for the listeners, not for Lee, because he knows this. But the reason we started this podcast is because one day, me and Lee used to walk home for about almost an hour. And one day we started talking about something. And it was so much fun that I was like, this should be forced upon the world. This conversation. (laughs) So... I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask you the original question that made us come up with this podcast. Oh, really? I don't even remember this. In this world, yeah. we have invented the replicator. <gasps> the replicator. This is Lee's dream world. So explain to everyone why the world needs oh. the replicator. Why every scientist right now should put down what they're doing. Screw cancer. Fix and make a replicator. Oh, I needed to, you needed to prepare me for this because this is like, this is my little pet project. You know that. I have hinted at you that this. Oh, I don't know. What? Um, what is the, well, explain. What is a replicator? Okay, so my my basic theory, my that essentially all the world's problems would be solved with the introduction of the Star Trek replicator. So the Star Trek replicator is for those of you who've never seen Star Trek. I don't know who you are, but let's say you exist. Um, It has the ability to produce on demand any food or drink stuff. And I'm assuming if it can generate food and drink, hypothetically, it could be modified to produce almost anything. I think Buildings, materials, any material that an atom can make, basically. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's my understanding of how it works, is that it reassembles atoms into a very spe- specific pattern, which matches whatever the food is. So, oh, I want a glass of water. It it reassembles the atoms into the shape of glass, into a cup, and then it reassembles the at- atoms into the, which, into the water. Which I would say that that is pretty much a great guess of how that would work, because that's what the transporter does. Yeah, essentially the transporter is a replicator. It's a more advanced version of a... Yeah, but it works on this very similar, yeah, very very similar concept. I would think that it reassembles atoms in the other location, which is why. Which I mean, let's not go down this road. But essentially, you must die every time you use the the transporter. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, so I won't go down that road. But (laughs) anyway, so that's what the replicator does. For those of you unaware, that's what the replicator does. Now, we take that for granted. You look at people watch Star Trek and they go, "Oh, look, they, they just said." You know, water, vodka. please, or vodka, or yeah. <laughs> that tells vodka. our brains, <laughs> They've literally never said oh, no, vodka no. in I, Star I, Trek. The reason I said that is because I started rewatching Next Generation, and before he flew. Oh, no, no, wait. This was Seth MacFarlane's yeah. new one. Yeah. They don't say vodka <laughs> in Star Trek. Not, that doesn't happen. This but, was the Orville, the new one. So, go on. Yeah, but hypothetically, they could. So they say something, I want egg on toast, bang, egg on toast is, exists, right? How would you like your eggs? Yeah, and you say on some fucking toast, I just said. And, uh, no need to be rude. <laughs> and then you, uh, yeah, that just happens in Star Trek, and we go, ah, oh, and we carry on with the episode, and they talk about mundane stuff, and you're like, we've just witnessed 
the most significant event in human history. So? Yeah. What does this mean for the world, Lee? Oh my God, what does this mean for the world? People don't, I don't think people recognise that the, the, the enormity, the magnitude of the change that would happen in the world if we had a replicator. It essentially solves every problem the world's ever had. So what you're saying is that sometimes our problem on this podcast is nothing changes. Yes. But with this one... So often nothing is different with our <laughs> podcast. It's just, what would happen if people didn't wear hats? <laughs> and we're like, nothing would change. The world's exactly the same. That world's madness. I would not live in that world. It is a crazy world, but... But in this one, everything... Literally everything changes. So give us some examples that people may not have occurred when they've just seen a man get a hot chocolate in Star Trek. Mm. How does this change the world on an epic scale? Well, fundamentally, everything that we understand from economics, for example, so economics and politics... You know they're inevitably entwined. They're very, they're essentially the same thing. Everything that we understand about economics, for example, is based on the concept of scarcity. It's based on the idea that we have a limited number of resources. We have finite resources. How will they be allocated uh, equitably around people and in a fair way, in a just way, in a way that is consistent with certain philosophical rules and principles and ideas? Well, give it to me. Yeah, there. Well, there is. There's all sorts of different ideas about how you know. There's some people like, well, I'm a king and I've been given this position by God, so I am entitled to all these resources. And then you have you know communism, which is that everybody owns everything, and therefore nobody owns anything. So then the state owns everything, and then they allocate it how. The acute listener maybe will be able to hear that you... There's disdain in my voice as I describe it, but essentially that the, the, the state allocates resources how it sees fit, how a small cabal of of commissars determine how things should be allocated. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's do a little word corner here. Explain okay. some of the words you just said. <laughs> well, which, which words? About. <laughs> I'm going to carry on, okay? No, 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 what did you say? You said commissars. Yeah. What's that? Well, it, it just means like bureaucrats. Okay. And then you have like free market capitalism, which is like based on the ideas of private property and that, you know, it should be done through voluntary exchange of goods or through trade and stuff like that. All of that becomes a pointless conversation. As soon as you have the replicator, there is no need for communism. There is no need for free market capitalism. There is no need for mercantilism or monarchism or anything. Now, resources are now infinite. There is no such thing as scarcity. So you don't have to worry about resources are allocated. You don't have to worry about things like private property rights. You don't have to worry about things like, you know, uh, ownership of the means of production. None of those things matter anymore. Because you just have unlimited amounts of everything you could ever want. Okay. So my first question to you yeah. would be, how long after the replicator is created yeah. do you think it would be available to everyone? Because obviously the richest people in the world will be more aware of scientific discoveries because they're the one, the fun things. Yeah. If the richest people in the world that own all these companies who make things that people need... Yeah. find out this machine existed, they're going to want to keep it for themselves. The beauty of the replicator is that this is, this, is what, this is the thing that puts it above all other things. It's a replicator. So what would you replicate with a replicator? More replicators. 
So you could, so that's why it would be impossible to keep it from people because all you would need is one. All it would take is one replicator to get into the hands of somebody. So even if this, but it's- It's first, like 3D printing. It's exactly like 3D printing because all you need with 3D printing is if somebody has a 3D printer, they can then print out the components that make 3D, 3D printers. printers. Again, people are like, oh, the rich should keep it from the poor. What is the point of being, the whole reason why you're rich is because that means that you can have a yacht or you can have a nice big house and you can have food and you can have money. You would have all these things because you would just use the replicator to create them. So there is no benefit to you keeping it to yourself because the idea of being rich doesn't exist anymore. Think, Everybody's yeah, rich. You're right. I think that once you have a system like this, I think you'd have a, you'd have, I think the turmoil that would come from it is the same kind of thing that the world is facing now with not needing any manual labor jobs anymore. And it's like, we're only just starting to realize that we're gonna get to a point when there's not gonna be jobs for a very large amount of people because... But then that's a brilliant thing because then it means we will we will live a life of leisure. And we'll become and more creative. Yeah, the machines yeah. will do everything for us. And people are like, oh, that's scary. It's not scary, that's fantastic. It means our entire life will be a life of leisure. But I don't even think we'll reach that point. I think we'll probably develop a replicator before that happens because we're still hundreds of years away from the point where yeah, computer, no, where no. machines can do everything. But like the replicator, all the, and that's the thing with the replicator, why it's so I think people don't understand the importance of it is because the more you think about it, all the concepts that we understand don't exist anymore. So for example, when you're like the rich would do X, there's no such thing as rich in a, in a world with replicators because rich rich is a term that is contingent on scarcity if there is no scarcity there can be no poor or rich i know this is it's kind of you know? like this this one is kind of like a riddle to me because it's like you've really gotta every time you think you hit a wall in a maze and you're like oh yeah but there's this problem but it's like yeah but if you actually go back to the beginning that problem doesn't exist anymore yeah it, you know what i mean it, it, so it, it undermines the dominoes would just fall and society would Kind of, it'd be funny because it kind of, society would be wouldn't exist anymore, but for the better. So it'd be yeah, strange. well, it's it's everything that we understand. This is why this is such a huge issue. Is because everything that our society. I just started with economics because it's the most obvious one. But everything we understand in our society is based on this concept of scarcity. So, for example, justice system. The reason we have justice is because we have laws. Most laws are around. The um, when people in some way violate property rights or it, it, and whether those rights are through the state or if they're from a monarch or if they're from private property rights, so much of what we consider the legal system is dependent on scarcity. So, for example, there's no such thing as theft in a world with uh, infinite resources because how can you steal something? You don't. We in the society now we don't steal oxygen or air, do we? Because it's just everywhere at all times. There's no scarcity of it, so the concept of stealing air doesn't exist to us. Do you think, though, in a world where this existed, that handmade products, like a man that whittled a chair himself with his hand, yes, that would become like art. Like yeah, people... only art would have value. Yeah. Art oh. is literally the only thing that would have value because it's the only thing which you wouldn't be able to create in a replicator. Creativity and entertainment would be... All that mattered. Yeah, and everything, everything else that we. Look at like a uh, calculator. No, 
Like Calculon. No. <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> acting bot from Futurama. No, no, what's the, um, what is the Greek god of gluttony? Um... Oh, you! I know why you've said Calculon now because you're you're, you're, the, <laughs> the you're thinking of the Futurama character yeah. hedonism bot. Hedonism, hedonism bot. That's what I'm thinking of. But yeah. yeah, like we'd all well, we'd all be fat. Absolutely, but but then do you think the machine could make calorie-free delicious things? Probably, probably. <laughs> you sound like um the Candyman in um. Willy Wonka, where you were like, it can do anything. <laughs> Whatever you can dream, you can have. <laughs> it's a bit like that, though. This is this is why it so frustrates me when I watch Star Trek and people are just like, oh, hot chocolate, please. And you're like, that machine there changes the very nature of our reality. So and yet what, it's, just, it's just a thing in passing in Star Trek. So what you're saying is that the world of Star Trek, that people can never understand how everybody, there's no war and everyone gets on, yeah. is all because... Of the replicator. They have the replicator. Yeah, people say things like, they're like, oh, look at Star Trek. That's what happens if we had a, you know, a, a futuristic communist state or if we had... Some people have said that Star Trek is a fascist system. Other people have said it's a communist system. Other people have said that it's, it's a, a free market. System. Lives it. You could just replicate clean water. You could replicate anything. Could you create life in a replicator very good question very good question i don't know thank you sir i don't know i don't know what you could do don't know (laughs) you don't know i mean um i'm starting to think you think anything i say in this podcast is based on actual knowledge (laughs) i just pull it out of my ass (laughs) (laughs) you could you could put you could you be able (laughs) to create life yes Thank you. You were to be able to create life. <laughs> well, you'd at least be able to create cloned life anyway. But then, it, but if you had the replicator, you could just slightly rearrange the atoms in different ways so that they wouldn't be exact clones. Like, how does this affect? Right. Okay. It, well, whatever we... you're going to say in a massive way. Oh, I know. In a I know. massive way. Well, we've just brought up babies. Okay, okay. So describe to me the personality of a baby that is born into the world of a replicator. So this baby has never known anything else. How do you think it would actually affect? And ignore Star Trek. Like, how do you think it would affect yeah. a person's personality? Yes. Because part of me thinks, would they be awful at sharing? Because, but then they'd be great at sharing because. But there would be no need for sharing. No, sharing no. is but a, exactly. Is... So they would be actually quite bad at it because. But they would. But but there's no such thing as being good or bad at something that doesn't exist. That's like saying, oh, you're really bad at flying. No, but, but if humans you... can't fly, so it doesn't matter. No, but what I mean is, if so you had that beer there. Yeah, and I just took it and started drinking it, and you'd be like, "That's my beer," and I'd be like, "Well, just go and get another one." But there's no such thing as my beer in a world with skin, without scarcity. Well, there's the beer you went and requested, and then brought back away from the replicator. Yeah. You had to walk across the room. But this is what I'm. This is exactly the point. You're asking me how it would affect somebody's a personality, and this this is what I'm telling you. In a world where you've been born with replicators, the idea that it was your beer wouldn't exist. Because your beer is, is, de- is dependent on a world where you have ownership of things. If you're born in a world where there is no such thing as ownership, it's not my air that I'm breathing, it's just air. I disagree, and I think that the way you see people anthropom- anthropomorphize things, like, they can take anything and make it seem like a person. I think that as soon as an object came out of that replicator, they would see it as, I personally requested this, this is a specialist item, to my requirements, this is mine. And yes, another person can go up and request the exact same thing, and that will be theirs of this. But this one that I took and walked across the room, the way that people don't like not having a remote control. 
Every TV channel in the world is on that television if you want to, but if you don't have the remote, you're annoyed because you can't get it. Yeah, them. but this is a slightly different thing because you're saying, would it be annoying if somebody, <laughs> when you wanted a drink, you didn't have a drink? Of course, that's going to be annoying. But what I mean is, do you think that people would regard objects? Yeah, I suppose, yeah, you're saying that people wouldn't have ownership over something. So oh. people would be very bad at sharing because they'd be like, well, it's not yours. I can go and get another one. You can just go and get another one. Yes, yeah, but it's, I think. I see what you're saying, but I think you're getting hung up on this idea of like, but I want this now at the moment and I've got to walk over there. That's, <laughs> that's the inconvenience. That's got nothing to do with the concept of ownership. That's the inconvenience can of having to do something. Can I have a replicator something. on the end of the sofa? Yeah, well. you can have a replicator right in your hand at all times, okay? Right. But, but it's just the idea that people, this, I, I think this idea that we have, that, it, that something is yours, the, the very idea of ownership is only because we live in a world where an item is often unique. But I don't like that. I don't but, like but the t- idea but like, of like, a I, like I keep going back to this example, but you don't feel ownership of the air, do you? You don't feel like, oh, you're not looking at me now know. going, oh, Lee's breathing my air. If you came up to me and you were like, <laughs> I'd be annoyed. I'd be like, get away from my air. <laughs> sometimes. That's, that's insane. Sometimes when we're sleeping. Yeah. And your face is very near my face. And I'm breathing your air. You're breathing my air and then breathing poison into my mouth. I'm like... <laughs> She's taking my air and giving me shit air back in return. So I do feel ownership of the air. Yeah? yeah. That says more about you, I feel. And if you fart, you yeah. destroy my air. I'm very upset. Yeah, I mean, well, you <laughs> that's about as ubiquitous as air, to be honest. My farts, too. So it's like, I am a very farty man. But Gross. let's not get bogged down in who's farting in whose face, okay? Let's just... Just stay away from my air. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> I'll keep my my grubby lungs off your 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 air. Okay. Everything changes. Everything absolutely okay, so everything changes. So tell me, what are the personality changes of a child that's grown up? So with? a person who's grown up in a world with a replicator, their whole concept of ownership is gone. They don't understand ownership. Disagree. Carry on. <laughs> the only thing that would have value would be things that was that were still scarce. The only things that would still hypothetically be scarce would be land, okay? But even then, that wouldn't really be scarce because you'd be able to replicate land. It'd be and like a reverse Shawshank. You'd just be getting a bucket of land from the machine every time <laughs> yeah, yeah. chucking just it out Just pouring it and making fake islands and stuff. <laughs> but you'd be able to make things so quickly that you, like, again, I think it would change the world because at the moment we live in cities and we live... The whole reason we live in cities is because of scarcity, the whole reason we live together is because of scarcity. We live in cities because we can uh, centralize resources and we can share resources and we can we can. Uh, it's easier to manage them when we're all living together because it's it's shorter distances okay. and stuff. It's like I want to replicate. Honestly, why are scientists doing? This is my frustration. Why are scientists caring about anything else? All they should care about is the replicator. Because the moment we have the replicator. Everything else becomes easy because if you're like, well, we need these, we need to go and find all this really rare metal so that we can do, you know, these experiments and this, these metals are really expensive. If you have the replicator, you can just create unlimited amounts of that metal. So, do you know what I mean? It's like... How great would it be though? Because like, like Polaroid photos would be like the most important because they were created... In the old way. Because like, they actually captured a moment. And like every present, every Christmas, like would be how it used to be. It would be like, I had, I handmade this for you. Mm. Like this is a yeah, moment. Yeah, there would be a, 
a gift would have no value, really. And photos would be so important because it would be like, this is a moment. This can't be replicated. Like, it, obviously it can. But, like, without clones. But it's like, it's really... Oh, it's but, it's, but it's funny you should mention that because how much of our culture, and of, I'm, obviously I'm asking this because it's all of it, is based on the idea of scarcity. So, for example, Christmas. Why do we give presents at Christmas? It's because we have limited... Santa gives them to us. Because <laughs> Santa says we're naughty or nice. But the whole reason we give presents at Christmas is because in a world with scarcity, you can't afford to have certain things. So somebody giving you an item is the ultimate act of sacrifice because they've had to work for that or they've had to go and yeah. mine it for you or whatever they've done and they've given you... Well, this sense that we've seen all that. look at things like Etsy and stuff like that. It's all about people hand making, creating things. It's and even the things that you're into, like things on YouTube and and on Instagram and stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's all that's because that's got value because that we can essentially get anything we want is being made in a factory in Taiwan or China by the million. Anything you want, any type of clothing, any type of. Food, and any we will be of there thing. in three and days. We will be in Taiwan. We will soon. be visiting Taiwan in three days. Woo! <laughs> yeah. So the only thing that, so the, not the only thing that has value, but one of the things which we are now deciding has value is handmade, like artistic craft. I know, craft I love things. it. I love it. Yeah, it's like beer. Look at beer. I'm drinking beer now. I'm making homebrew. Craft beers and microbreweries are massively popular because no, because you can get any beer you want is made on these vast quantities for really, really cheap. So now people are like, well, I don't want just Budweiser or, you know, Heineken or Carling, which I can get anywhere in the world in any bar for very cheap. I want something very specific that I can only get in certain small batches that have been a lot of thought and handmade. And so that's, we're sort of going that way anyway, because we've reached a level of productivity where scarcity now is nowhere near what it once was, because we are rapidly approaching a post-scarcity society and the replicator is the final nail in this, in that, you know, the death of that world where the coffin of the world. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, it's, it's, the world <laughs> has to die so a new world can, can be rise born. from the ashes. Yeah, <laughs> the stupidest thing that I get very excited about about the replicator is that, like, say I said to the replicator, "Make me a Big Mac." Well, yes, the replicator could make me a Big Mac, but surely for it to know the exact recipe of a Big Mac. It would have to have been inputted by McDonald's because yes, you could just put a, you could have a function where it reverse reverse engineers. Yes, yeah. you could put a Big Mac in yourself and it could make it for you. But I feel that that function for a what long time would be cut off. And what actually would happen is that McDonald's would sell you the recipe. So like the way Netflix works, where you get a film, you would get a recipe. So like five star chefs could be like, oh, you can download. The recipe for and you'd have like pirate chefs like pirate bay where you like go online and you're like i want the torrented version of a michelin star meal please and then they don't and it's a bit shitty because it's a download but like it's almost the same yeah this, that's an interesting idea that in the initial stages where if they did manage to keep the replicator out of normal people's hands or something but that's the problem though. as soon as no, you I start think to think first, about it you realise that it, 60, it, 70 years though I feel like there would definitely be a business in no, I, I, no they I wouldn't would, though but, but you know what though I would pay money because what, what you're forgetting as well is like look at online look at how much fan art there is and people will pay to like read fan art stories and like 
yeah. like Etsy. They'll look at handcrafted art. So I reckon there would be like websites where you go on and these people would have tinkered with the recipes and be like, oh, would you like to taste my like special amazing dessert I've created? And you would pay to take that but model I, and then download it. That's where I think you've gone astray though again because what it's you're doing is, Yeah, but you no no because what you're doing what you're doing is right, but you're Why thank you. <laughs> yeah. What you're saying is correct, but you're you're framing it within a world that doesn't exist anymore. So what you're because saying I need is to pay the money. Yeah, you're like, and they'll pay. No they won't. You'll live in a world where the only thing that'll matter to people is reputation and things like that. And people will be like they'll get prestige so you'd be like, you'll be prestigious because you've come up with all these amazing recipes which you can put into the replicator. But, but you wouldn't need... be able to pay them because wh- how, what are you going to pay them? But you'd still need money for, for what? to buy art. and to... so, are you... so maybe you go back to trading. So like, I yeah. will buy your art. M- money, money. I can do an interpretive dance for you. Exactly. There's, there's, there would be no way of trading with money because money has no value. Money so... is, a, is just a token system that's used... To in exchange for resources, but if you've got unlimited resources, money becomes worthless. I've never thought about this before, so no one in Star Trek is getting paid for being on that ship. No. They're all just explorers. Yeah. And you would learn to be a doctor because it was interesting. Exactly. See, now you're getting it. You see, the, the whole reason why you would do these recipes is not because you want payment. No, I was It's because never you saying... did because you enjoy it. I was never saying necessarily payment. I was, I suppose with the corporations with McDonald's at the beginning, but I think like the the... I think you would go online and you'd be like, oh, this person says they've invented like a really weird mix. And they were just combining atoms to create a new flavor that never existed before kind of thing. Yeah. It's, okay. it's kind of like it's kind of like if you have torrents now. Yeah. When you have pirates, if you're into piracy or you know anything about piracy. Pirate chefs. Like, yeah, pirate chefs. There are teams of piraters, which they, they, they um, pride themselves on the fact that they can crack a game quicker than anyone else We'd to higher qualities. No, this I've just heard this. I've read this online. But they <laughs> that's what they... And they their whole currency is prestige. They're like, we are the best pirating like group on the internet. And they work on prestige. They don't want money. They don't want anyone to pay them anything because it's piracy. They're all about sharing things, but they have prestige. They're known I, as the best. I understand know? that. Like, And that's how society would work. Someone recently asked me... Because I, I started on Instagram this year and got more people on there than I ever, ever, ever imagined. And someone asked me the other day, oh, are you going to start making money on it? And I was like, no. And I'd never, I don't know. The feeling of someone wanting to look at something you've made, to me, was more important than mm. making money from it somehow. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Money would be nice. If you want to give me money, that'd be great. But like, yeah. no, but on, like I, I, I can completely see a world where that would be. And I think that would make people a lot more... Humble? <laughs> Everyone. I've just... Something has just occurred to me. In this world... Yeah. Everyone is right. Capitalists were right. Socialists were right. Libertarians were right. Everyone was right. Like... No. Yeah, no, but, no. They, well, but in the, in the term... In the way that, like... Libertarians want everyone to be equal. And for no violence to occur. And in this world, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Socialists want everyone to have everything and like everyone get the same thing, which you would if you were yeah. the replicator. And capitalists want trade to be important and people to trade things if they have a need for it, which would also happen for art and stuff. And you would trade and money wouldn't count, so you would only be trading 
for things that you actually wanted to exchange with each other. Mm. So really, yeah, we solved it, guys. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Economics doesn't exist anymore because there's no need for economics. It's like we beat the boss level of like a game. Yeah, we've beaten the boss level of life. You can't see me, my arms are out, and I am. I am yeah, like... she's triumphantly <laughs> raised her arms to the sky. I feel like this rosé might be old and very alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. It's Sunday. It's yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting the same feeling. <laughs> I'm very excited. This is a very exciting concept. This is a very exciting Sorry, concept. Sorry, funny concept, but it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, you know, they can't all be hilarious. Or any. Or any of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... Yeah. As you can tell, this is like the one subject I'm passionate about. More so than imagine a world that's exactly eight degrees or whatever you said. What was, the, what was that a one? A great subject. <laughs> so specific. But yeah, so yeah, everything changes. And everything changes for the better. Everything and it's amazing. Everything changes but you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut that. That was a You should definitely cut that. Was <laughs> take that song? I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay, so... How long have we been talking? Would you live there? Fuck yes. <laughs> I want to live there right now. Uh, and, if there's, any, there's any scientists listening, stop what you're doing immediately and start working on the fucking replicator, okay? Nothing else matters. Literally nothing else matters. Once we've got that, we can work on anything else you want to work on. But until we have the replicator, nothing is worth bothering with. And then we can live in a sport... Oh, then we can live in a world of just art and sport and philosophy and it'll be awesome it'll be amazing it'll be ma- uh, it will be amazing it's the dream it's all about the replicator uh, what world is it most like from sci-fi it, it, it has it, to be it, it is, is Star I, Trek, I, I it? took it from Star Trek so it is <laughs> indeed Star Trek now there are lots of people going to say the replicator can't do this and the replicator can't do that from Star Trek I agree there's probably all sorts of limits on what it can do in Star Trek but I'm just saying, uh, uh, you know, basically... A machine that can manipulate atoms. Atoms and, ma- and rearrange them in any way that you desire. You know, which is not... Which is... It's essentially, you know, that you can... I think you can look at the... Um, the Whatchamacallit, the 3D printer as like... The first step. Yeah, it's the abacus to the replicator's, you know, supercomputer. It's the first step in a stage of towards the, uh, you know, ultimately doing a replicator that makes sense uh, is this a utopia dystopia or midopia it's the ultimate utopia <laughs> this is why I was very excited to do this episode because this Lee is team replica replica team replicator all the way all the way all the way I, I can't I genuinely can't think of any problems with it like you're, I've, I've you're not a religious man but I, be, I will pray to the replicator <laughs> it's would I people, want somebody. I actually want people to come back. People with, pray to the replicator. Fucking morons, words. But well, the I rest, mean. the rest of us who just understand that it's science. Why would you pray to it? But don't but, you think people would pray to science? Yeah. Do you know what? Praying to atoms makes more sense to me. No, no. It, why would you pray to an atom? Or hail the atom. Oh God! <laughs> There's no praying to atoms. Dear replicator, please bring me a diet coke. <laughs> oh, diet coke. God, this is like the even worse than Scientology. <laughs> Replicatology. Um, would you live in this world or the the world where your jobs are chosen for you? 
See, well, it's funny you should say that because this world is kind of literally the opposite of the way you're, you know, you don't need to have any job, but if you do, you can do literally anything you want to. So it's, it's the, it's sort of diametrically opposed to that, to the previous world. Do you think there'd be replicator terrorists that were like, kill the replicators, and then they try and like put a virus into it to destroy it? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's everything. I mean, there's people. There's there's people who think that the world's made of blancmange. So like, there's going to be people who are like, let's destroy the replicators and we'll just kill them or whatever. A blancmangeist. Yeah, yeah. You've never heard of blancmangeism? <laughs> it's really popular in in the south of France. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. I'm on board. You on board with the replicator? Have you recognised the? We can get one. Where can we buy one? Oh, wherever it is, however much it costs, we should we should definitely get one. What if the replicator was like, "I'm too good for this world," and they just imploded, like in her? But they're like, "Now we're out of here." So it's a, it's alive now, is it? It's yes. sentient. Yes. You've decided. All hail the replicator! Oh God, you're going to pray to it again, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that. Well, we... here we are. Rule number one: Don't. Give the replicator a personality. That's rule number one. Rule number two. Ignore rule number one. <laughs> Just let it re I'll do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a post-scarcity world. I'll do what I want. Hey, Reppy. <laughs> you know what I want. And they'll be like, yes, I do, Tanya. Here is your salted popcorn with melted butter. And I'll be like, oh, thanks, Reppy. She'll be like, you're welcome. <laughs> The sixteenth time today. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I love Reppy. <laughs> Maybe we should pray to her. It's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lee's created a new religion. That's what we did this week. Yeah. Um. So, um. Next week. And maybe before next week, we'll, we'll see. But we won't be releasing an episode on Christmas Day because that's madness. Mm. Um, but we might be doing, we're going to do two Christmas specials. Oh, were we? Yeah, we're going to do two Christmas specials. Oh, okay. Where we discuss in a world where I change one rule about Christmas and we'll see how that affects things. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a world where candy canes are blue and white. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, everything changes. You get. Um, or maybe I'll just ask you normal questions. We'll see. Who knows? <laughs> it's almost as if we put no thought or preparation into these, isn't it? Where in the world can we find you? Um. Oh, uh, actually, uh, nowhere. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do social media. I find it offensive. Well, if you want to find us, you can find us on www. I'll cut this massive pause. <laughs> Drinksanddystopia.blogspot.com If you want to email us any questions, insults, or question marks, it's... Um, don't, don't feel like you have to do any of those. Drinksanddystopia at hotmail.com um, Are we actually getting any emails? Has anyone emailed to yeah, this? Yeah, we've had a few, actually. Really? Yeah. Have, have they just been, like, penis pills? E- legitimate emails yes yeah, yeah. about penis enlargement they've about... heard our podcast and they've been like these guys I know what they need yeah I know what they need <laughs> and a Nigerian prince who wants some money 
Hey, that Nigerian prince had some great points about the Cold War. Yeah, I think I think these, um, and that's an investment that's going to pay off in the long term. He'll definitely be able to buy a replicator with that money. No, but we do. We thank you so much for listening to our random nonsense. Um, um, we're going to keep doing it for a while, I suppose. Yeah, got a few more topics to explore, I suppose, haven't we? Yeah, but we're going to be having some guest stars in as well. So, oh, really? Can you yeah. give away any clues or? Well, because I'm I'm just concerned because I do this podcast in my pants, just laying <laughs> on the sofa. So it's I'm a bit concerned if we're going to have guest stars, but but excited at the same time. Well, well I'm considering having some. Uh, so we're going on a world tour. I don't know if you know this. Okay. We're going on a world tour. We might be doing some mini episodes where me and Lee go to an actual outdoor location and get drunk and discuss. <laughs> and then get arrested. <laughs> Live on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think we might be having some guest stars in. Ooh. I'm thoroughly intrigued. No one that anyone else on, would know, but. No, yeah. Yeah, when we say it's guest stars. It's not going to be like Jason Manzuka or something. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Or will it? Or will it? Mm. Maybe we'll see him and we'll just chase him down the street Oops. going, you're part of our podcast now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been on basically every other podcast. Oh, he's my dream podcast guest. Yeah. So, I mean, we could probably get him. I think. Oh, I think we should get your granddad on. Can you imagine? Oh my god, it'd be the greatest podcast of all time. Yeah. 80, no, 70, oh, don't tell him I said that. 70, 70? 80. He's like 84, isn't oh, he? 84 year old Jack. Can you imagine the insights he'd have into the world? He would just be like, this is nonsense. I think he'd have well, he'd no time for this kind of, <laughs> yeah. That's true, yeah, he'd be well on board with it. Okay, guys, well, too dystopian. Two dystopias. Cheers. Cheers. Nice.